personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Leaf, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. I am so, so, I'm like crawling out of my skin, excited to go buy real estate. <laughs> acquisition mode, acquisition mode, acquisition Andrew. I like that. I'm acquisition Andrew. That's what they should start calling me. I, instead of real estate investing with Andrew Lee, we should just be like, this is Acquisition Andrew. I am ready to go by because I feel unleashed. I feel like Braveheart. It's time to let the real estate market roll, people. We got Wednesday, opened up, opened up, opened up. I've been looking at real estate. And Lauren, again, wants to know the number. She wants to know the number. She needs to be convinced. I need a budget. She needs a budget. So I keep saying a C job done today is better than an A job done tomorrow. And she says back to me, she says to me, that's lovely and all, but I need to get some numbers. So I want to give you some parameters when we're talking about numbers. There's the numbers that the property is asking for. This is a message from my mother-in-law right now. You do not need to pay the number they're telling you it's listed for. <laughs> she told me the other day that you're not allowed to negotiate this townhouse. I'm like, what is wrong with you? You know, these crazy people are in your head. Yes, Alicia, you can negotiate the townhouse. I hope you're listening right now. There's no rule that you can't negotiate. That is hogwash. So the first number is what they're asking for. The second number, the second number is what you're comfortable paying, meaning what is the highest number that you would possibly pay when you're paying for this property? And that we call your bottom line. And you decide that bottom line before you even talk to a real estate agent or and the, the seller. Yeah. You need to know this in advance. You need to know what is your make or break. If let's say I'm looking at a townhouse again, let's assume that they're asking 650 and my valuation of this property says that it's worth 616. That's the max. Now, I would absolutely pay 600 if I think it's worth 616. But if they want 617, I have to be ready to walk. 616 is my highest number, which we're calling our bottom line, which might be better called your top dollar. But I'm calling it the bottom line because it just it makes me feel better. I feel like that's my bottom line. I'm done. You know, like, you know, like you're in, in that hyper emotional state because I'm feeling emotional right now. So on one note, you have to do that. But then you also have to figure out what your goal number is. Isn't that another thing? You have to say, what's a realistic number where I'd hit a home run? So we're creating a margin that you're doing before you're even going to the property. When you're looking at numbers, you're starting off and saying, 616 is the highest I would pay. If I can get this property for 596, that would be the score, the dream of a lifetime. That is the number I want to pay for this property. Now, notice I didn't say I want to pay zero. Why don't I want to pay zero? Because that's crazy talk. Like you're not getting it for you have zero. To be realistic. And so I give a range of where I want to negotiate. These are the parameters of the place I want to negotiate. And before the break, what we were doing is we were talking about how to get to these numbers. And I think a lot of this is psychology. Who are you? Don't you need to get to know yourself before you move forward? My desire to operate a hotel. I've had a dream since I was little. My grandfather was very good friends with Nick Monty. And if you don't know Gurney's Inn, Nick Monty was the owner of Gurney's Inn. And Nick Monty used to walk around with saltwater shots. He was like my idol. And I would go there and he was called, his title, Lauren, was the keeper of the inn. That's what I want to do when I, he'd be like, hello, have a saltwater shot. It's good for your health. Like this guy was a gem, like a gem among men. Like, and so I keep saying to Lauren, let's buy an inn. 
let's buy a hotel, let's let's go buy a bed and breakfast. And Lauren keeps going, I don't have the time, energy, emotional health to handle that. I'm not doing it. I don't care if we can make twenty zillion dollars a day. That sounds yeah, it's terrible. What I call the hard no. <laughs> it was more of a hard stick note, like boom, <laughs> smacked me over the head. So what you have to think about is your own emotional health. What are you willing to endure as far as the business interactions you have to do in terms of time and stressors? Because you might spend a lot of time for illustration doing repairs on a property if you're handy, but it doesn't stress you out. But talking to people may make you nuts. Yeah, and big properties, maybe you need to hire a property management company, but maybe that's not in your budget. So you have to decide what you're actually going to do, what's your job in this process. So it's not just your numbers as far as your numbers of what your best case scenario and your bottom line is. It's also about how much time is this going to take? And some properties, we should just cross off the list. Like I saw this motel that was on the water and I'm thinking to myself, Nick Monty did the salt water. I love espresso. I can walk around and say, how do you do today? Would you like a cup of espresso? Like, I think I would be great English at that. accent when you do that. Oh, I could be British. So the thing is, I would be so good at that. But Lauren thinks that, oh, what happens when the cleaning lady doesn't show up? And now we have to do um, hospital corners on I'm all the best. I'm not checking people into this. <laughs> what, what happens when we're in the laundry room? <laughs> and ordering soap sounds like a really big freaking headache. What happens when they stop the soap orders? I don't know if you noticed, you still can't get any of the disinfectant stuff. How do you yeah. do that? And so Lauren's not into it. So there's certain properties you just want to cross off because they're not for you time-wise. Then there's other properties you want to cross off because they're not for you emotionally. Emotionally meaning it's just going to drive you nuts. I love my brother-in-law who was on the show the, uh, was two weeks ago and Keith and Badani, and he was talking about being a urologist and doing, and doing, um, robotic surgery. There's not a number you could give me to do his job. That just freaks me out. I do not want to be a surgeon. I don't care if it's robotic or otherwise. I don't care how it well, happens. I don't want to be in a hospital. You nurses, you doctors, you radiologists, I love you, but I don't want the job. And I got to tell you, my job sounds awful to other people. That's why everyone, like, you pick your own job, the one that works for you. And there's not a right or a wrong. Like, my buddy Frankie... Um, he used to run a um, FedEx terminal, and now he does Pepperidge Farm deliveries. And he couldn't be happier right now. He found what works for him. The key is to find – it's not that you have to do what someone else does. It's not like what's, what they're doing is always better. Like what you do. Own what you do. Be happy with what you do. Make your own bed and live in it. That's what I'm saying. So – you find the real estate that's right for you just because they're telling you that you need to have industrial space right now. Industrial space is the key. Maybe you don't like industrial space. Maybe you don't like the players in industrial space. Maybe you want to be more creative with the space. Maybe that space doesn't tickle your fanny. Maybe what you want is something that's going to be more electric involved in. You got to find out your emotional health, who you are. So what we're determining is your bottom line. That is the key. And Lauren said a little while ago, before you speak to that broker, before you speak to that seller, before you go engage with them, you have to create your bottom line. And we want you to create your bottom line through the numbers. How are you going to create the bottom line through the numbers? You're going to do this because you're going to start by looking at the numbers they tell you. And then you're going to probably have to sign what's called a non-disclosure agreement. Well, that's before you ask. If you need to look at the numbers, they're going to list it on the listing sites, but then you're going to say to the broker, listen, 
I need to see these leases. And I want to be clear when the broker says, well, what's your interest? What would you be willing to pay for this? Say, I have no freaking idea. Even though you know your idea, you have an idea because we create our bottom line before we see the leases. We did our bottom line. How do we do our bottom line? We gave our own cap rate based on our own risk tolerance on the property. What rate of return we believe we should get on this property from familiarizing ourselves with properties that are similar to this property. Maybe a comparable community, maybe a comparable type of building, maybe a comparable amount of tenants, maybe a comparable amount of rent per unit. We find our own cap rates because we study the market. That's how you create a cap rate for yourself. We create the cap rate. And then we use their gross revenue and their gross expenses to create our net operating income. And together we use those as a formula to find out what we value as the property as. And we're not paying any more than what we value the property as. We don't care what they listed us. But assuming we think we're in range, and just so we're clear, a seller generally gets upset if you offer less than 10% off. That's where the magic number is. If you offer less than 10% off to the seller right off the bat, they get upset. That being said, I believe in range means within 20% of the list price. Why? Back to what I said. When you approach that broker and you say, I need to see the leases, that's what Lauren was saying. We need to see the leases. When you approach that broker and say, you need to see the leases, and they say to you, well, are you interested? What do you think this is worth? What would you do? Say, I have no freaking clue. Why? Because I don't know how reliable your leases are. And I plan on getting financing, a mortgage, and I know, or equity investors, and I know no one's going to want that unless it's reliable numbers. And here's what the broker is going to say to you if they have a brain. I need you to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Why do they want you to sign a non-disclosure agreement? They want you to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Well, they don't care. Their seller does. Why do they want you to do it? Because they don't want you going around telling everyone what the leases are. And hey, knocking on the tenant's door, you go, hi, I'm thinking about buying the building. Are you comfortable here? Do you like it here? Do you think that tenant's going to keep wanting to be a good tenant uh, at yeah, that moment? Yeah, Andrew, uh, I keep on getting a flood on my head here. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. What you're going to do is you're going to sign this non-disclosure agreement. When you sign it, what you're going to do is you're going to make sure, make sure if you're the buyer, it doesn't provide for liquidated damages. Liquidated damages means how much money you're going to owe if you breach it. Now, if you're the seller, you want it to provide for liquidated damages. Why? Without having liquidated damages, you should be thinking to yourself, it's going to be so costly for the seller to prove how much damage they had from you breaching the non-disclosure agreement that they're never going to sue you. Speculative damages under the law are unenforceable, meaning if they're just guessing at the damages, it's unenforceable. So as a buyer, I say, I'll sign your NDA, just have no liquidated damages, and then there's nothing. Knowing the law on these things can really be the strategic advantage between making money and not making money. So what you're going to do is you're going to sign this NDA and you're going to say to them, I signed the NDA. I wanted to expressly exclude anything I could have ascertained on my own through other vessels, other vehicles. And now I want to see your leases. I want to review all of your books, all of your records. And then I'm going to show Lauren the books and the records. I'm going to say, Lauren, here are the numbers. Here are the leases. I've evaluated the leases. I made sure that the leases are good. I found out the numbers on these leases. And then what we're going to do, just like I started off this entire show, is we're going to take a drive down to Bobby Q. She's going to think she's getting the chicken, the pulled chicken. And really, we're going to be buying a commercial building because if you listen to Lieb, it's time to buy. Stay tuned to all of our episodes on our entire catalog at listentolieb.com. Have a great week. 
This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lieb. Find us on social media at Listen to Lieb or visit listentolieb.com.